It's quite amazing. Ask not what your heart's voice can do for you. Do you know how easy it would be for me to actually put the song on and I haven't done it? It's okay. We should just do a scat version. Can we hire an acapella band to do a scat version of our song? Ask not what your hospital can do for you. Acapella. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're really into acapella this week. Yeah. Anna Kendrick <laughs> has agreed to do an acapella for us as an intro. Oh, I was really hoping to get pentatonics. Oh, yeah. They they passed. They passed. Yeah. They felt like it was mocking them. Well, if you're a pentatonics fan listening to this, now you know where they stand on the Haas boys. Write them. <laughs> right. I know everyone on the podcast is a Pentatonics fan. Everyone's listening to them in between episodes. It's always their Spotify wrapped top <laughs> artist. <laughs> this year, we're taking it down. We're taking down the Pentatonics. I'm going to start listening to instruments soon. Yeah, That's totally. How bad it's getting. Yeah, it's getting pretty brutal. <laughs> the loathe is, is harsh. Yeah, but if any fans want to record an acapella version of the theme song, Send it in. Send it in. We'll play on the next episode. <laughs> Definitely. There's no question of that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. This Thank is you. the Haas Boys. I'm your host, Max, Yo. with my boy, Mike. How's it going? We still have had no word from Parker yet, but we might reach out the next podcast. I feel like my Parker t- senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> he might be in trouble, but he um, might, might be uh, finding some good leads. Yeah, something. We'll have we'll hopefully have some news next podcast on maybe a doing. dog leash, which in the UK would be considered a lead. Oh yeah, you know maybe some of the fans. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Starting off with news. Oh yes, Wallace and Gromit new movie <laughs> next year. <laughs> no way. Is there really st- one? I'm stoked. <laughs> Wow, they've been listening to the podcast. Yeah, they're like, there's fans out there. That is there's wild. There's lots of fans out there. Yeah, that seems like a little bit surprising to me. I mean, I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think Henry Wallace does too. <laughs> <laughs> so a good Haas fan would also love Wallace and Gromit. Okay, good. Yeah, well, good to know. I'll, I'll keep that under my wing. Anyway, speaking of the real episode today and real news, we're going to start off with some news today. Then I think we're going to go into like um, a full season kind of like update where we're at, like the stats and- Break it down. Break it down. Yeah. Major talking points in case you've missed on, on a race. And then we have a few listener questions that uh, nice. might lead us to some good conversation. So we're awesome. saving those for the end. Stick around. But starting off with the news. Some gritty news. We got some big news that came out of the works. The Formula One works. You think that- Formula One sleeps when they have no races. It never sleeps. It's good timing because we had three weeks of break between the next race. So we got to talk about something. Luckily, Felipe Massa <laughs> came out of nowhere. <laughs> luckily, someone's <laughs> pissed him off again. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, someone's throwing accusations at someone. Yeah, I mean, what would this world be like without him? <laughs> be a horrible place. It'd be really boring. Without lawsuits. <laughs> We condone those. But Felipe is suing the FIA. It's a threat right now. Because um, he basically thinks he had a championship taken away from him. Essentially. And Bernie Eccleston is at Mm. the core of this one. Do you remember Bernie? Yeah, Bernie. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, Bernie is the old owner of Formula One, from Correct. what I remember. Yeah. He was the stingy old man who thought Formula One was just for old men. Right. And refused to open up new media ways to like YouTube and social, social media, media to get any new followers. Right. And once he sold it. He said, young people don't have money. Why would we want to appeal to them? And we've shown him wrong. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> that we want Formula we, One. We still don't have money. We will, he was right about that. We will pay through the nose for whatever we get. We whatever will, little the money we have. We will pay through the Netflix nose. <laughs> so yeah, because he left that we have Drive to Survive. Right. So he's just a stingy old man. Totally. And that was basically uh, a big change for the sport. And so it's been a good thing since he's been gone. Mm-hmm. But he's still talking trash. And essentially that is his character. He's He's mm. been notorious for running his mouth and getting a little bit of trouble. Sounds like a bad boy. It sounds like- Him a, and P. Diddy running their mouth. <laughs> just a British P. Diddy. He's the British Puff Daddy. Yeah, he's just over there <laughs> talking about how he's friends with Notorious B.I.G. We're yeah, like, Bernie, no, you weren't. Yeah. You didn't know him. Gosh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so- but now Bernie has basically reopened a wound of what I would consider one of the biggest heartbreaks mm. and one of the biggest controversies that the sport has faced in recent years. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last year. Do you remember Crashgate? Yeah. That's it, a fun one. It was from Singapore. Do you, do you, tell me what you remember. Uh, I know it was Alonzo. Yes. And Max's girlfriend's dad. Yeah, his, her brother. <laughs> her brother. Yeah, Nelson P.K. Jr. Yeah, there's yes. a, a sketch family. Yeah, it is. The it's whole Verstappen to... world is super <laughs> sketch. <laughs> it just makes them more villainous. It does. Well, the, te- the team rigged the race. They did. Had Nelson crash out while Alonzo had a tire advantage. He had just pitted, basically guaranteeing him the win for the rest of the race. Right. And yeah, and then it came out later that it was on purpose. Yeah, how how did it come out later? Because Nelson was Nelson PK Jr. was oh, released by and Renault. Then he and he snitched, was he was pissed. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "What? You're going to fire me after I cheated? Yeah. You made me crash?" Yeah. And uh especially because, you know, you think about it, you're only as good as your last race in Formula 1. Mm. You get in an accident, that's what the teams remember. Yeah. You get let go in that same year where you had this freak accident in Singapore. Oh, mm-hmm. he's crap. He's never going to get another seat. Yeah. So he was mad. He definitely wanted to make himself look better. And Alonzo got away scot-free because he claimed he didn't know what was going on. Right. He said, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Just out there racing. And their team principal got like fired and wasn't allowed at any of the races until like recently. Right. And if you've heard us say Flavio Briatore, he is one of my favorite characters ever. (laughs) (laughs) What he sounds like. Yeah. So it was this race. Yes. That caused Felipe Massa in the end Technically, yes. And that was something that I don't think that people... Go ahead. Say, finish what you were going to say. Well, I was going to say, no, I think I got ahead of myself because that's what Felipe... That's what this story hinges on is the, the whole Crashgate. So thing. Crashgate took place in 2008, uh-huh. which is the same year that Felipe lost the championship to Lewis Hamilton in the final race. That was the one where, where Felipe's family is cheering and he's cheering in the pits. Correct thinking he won the championship, then Lewis crosses the line and, and you takes just, it by you one hear Martin point. Martin Brundle, something like that. <laughs> Martin Brundle's, is that Glock? It is Glock! Because Timo Glock was on a slick tire, it was raining. Uh, he and got he slow and started, dropped down. Right, and Lewis passed him. And he won by one point, right? Something like that. Crazy. It's just Small a tiny margin. margin. Yeah. yeah, and so it was one car, essentially, that he needed to pass to win the championship, and he passed that one car on the right. last lap. So, unbelievable. One of the biggest heartbreaks ever. That wound is not one that you want to reopen. No. 
And Bernie Eccleston, in true Bernie Eccleston fashion, Mm -hmm. decided to talk about Crashgate and reveal a new piece of information Mm -hmm. that then impacts all of these events that we've just recapped. Yeah. And he said that after they found out about the Singapore Crashgate, that they debated throwing the result out completely. And then the kicker, that would have given Felipe Massa the championship. Yeah, you don't let that cat out of the bag. No, not, you know, uh, 2008 to now, it's, what, 15 years later? Mm -hmm. And Felipe Massa is livid. I bet. Because now he knows, I should have won the championship. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Why was the result of that not thrown out? Also, he's Brazilian, right? Yes. And Brazil's favorite driver is Luis. (laughs) I bet he wants that championship so bad. Honorary citizen Luis. Yeah. Is also public enemy number one for this. <laughs> and it amazes me that they gave him citizenship after that. But I mean, this has now created a, a whole issue of things that mm-hmm. could happen should the lawsuit be potentially successful. Yeah. Because this puts at stake Lewis Hamilton's first championship. Mm-hmm. Mr. Seven Time. Yeah. Might be known as Mr. Six Time. Second time greatest championship <laughs> driver. Michael Schumacher is. Mick wants this really bad. Probably. <laughs> in some in some respects, yeah. And he's torn because he's on that Mercedes team with yeah. Lewis. Oh, I can't believe Felipe's doing this. <laughs> Aren't you mad, Lewis? Lewis is I'm this, so mad with you. This is so terrible. You're just as good as my dad. I can't believe that they would even question it. <laughs> oh. This is crazy. Do you it's, think do you so think wild. that there's legs on this that it can actually go through? I mean Or there's gonna be like stuff it, man. Do I think that Felipe could win this lawsuit? Probably not. But Do you think that they would just give him a championship title? A, a, just a tie? Yeah. With Lewis? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, all right, we've, we've come to the conclusion. All right. You Here's can- your participation <laughs> championship trophy. <laughs> That's what it would feel like even if he did win. <laughs> just be like, wait a minute. Yeah. They gave it to you? Yeah. I I mean, I think at the end of the day, what this is going to do uh, is just to be a way for the drivers to be like, look, the way that this is handled behind the scenes has to be cleaned up. Yeah. It's too bad. It is too bad. It's a crazy, it's a crazy turn of events though. It is. But I mean, if we want to be conspiracy theorists a little bit or or go deep into that rabbit hole, Lewis losing his championship would be an absolutely absurd turn of events. He will compete until he's 85. To yep. beat Michael Schumacher's yeah. record. Because <laughs> at this rate, that's what it's going to take to get Mercedes on pace. Ooh. <laughs> that leads us into like a really good transition, shifting gears for, for the next sure. little part. We wanted to, uh, yeah, just give like a quick season update. We're three races in. We have a couple weeks break. So time to catch up. Um, we had uh, a few things we wanted to discuss. We'll start with what you just said. Mercedes pace. Yeah. Still slow. Still slow. But they looked a little faster in Australia. What do you think? A part of me is curious because when we look at the rest of the racing this year so far, we've Mm -hmm. had different tracks of different walks of life. And essentially all of them have different tire degradation and how that has affected the performance over the race. So the tires wear out super fast in Bahrain because the track has never been paved again. Mm -hmm. It's really abrasive and so that just shreds tires. Yeah. You go to Saudi Arabia, it's a brand new track. Low degradation, surface is new, different characteristics of that race. Mm -hmm. Go to Australia. And what do they do during qualifying? Did you watch qualifying? I was 
I fell asleep. <laughs> but I well, watched as much honest. as I could. <laughs> at least you're honest. I was like, Hulkenberg is crushing it. It was. And then I fell asleep before anything else could happen to Hulkenberg. Well, he did pretty good. He did have a great qualifying yeah. session. But one of the things that we noticed during qualifying was that the longer that they ran in qualifying, the better the lap times, which is so counterintuitive to what we normally know about the Pirelli tires. That's weird. They normally get one shot at their hottest lap, and right. then the tires are done. Right. But in Australia, they were able to go- That's the land down under. It's all bizarro world. It really was, apparently. It was all huh. backwards. And so they're running their laps, do a charge lap, like mm. recoup the battery, and then go again. And the tires were up at a temperature that were working, and they just continued to set wow. faster and faster times. So they called it negative degradation, because the tires were improving in performance over weird. a lap. Weird as opposed to losing it. That's really weird. Super duper weird. Given that that was the case in mm-hmm. Australia, yeah. was Mercedes pace an anomaly or was it something that was like, we're going to see that again in Baku? You're not going to uh, expect a lot from Mercedes again. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to be mm. quite as good as they were in Australia. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea about the negative degradation. How likely is it that George Russell thinks it is him? Solely him. Yeah, um, that is negative degradating his tires. It is a, it, negative it, it is positive. degrading his tires. It, I'm positive that he thinks that <laughs> negative degradation was him. It was his idea, and he invented it. Toto, I, I found a way that if I drive harder, the tires get better. Do you like what I'm doing, They're Toto? They're continually improving because of me, Toto. Because of my lap times. Dude, okay, side note. I <laughs> was watching the final episode of Drive to Survive. Yeah. I finally got around to it. You finally watched it. I don't know why it took me so long, <laughs> but I was sick last week, and I <laughs> I was just sitting there watching it. Oh, and the funniest thing was, I forget what race it was. Oh, it's the last race. Yeah. So and that- and someone pushes Lewis wide, or like, it's just, no, he's not, he doesn't get pushed. Oh, yeah, and he just goes across that thing. Yeah, he goes across yeah. the thing, and Lewis over the radio is like, oh, he got, he pushed me wide, and it's just a shot of Toto, and he rolls his eyes <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and I was like, Toto gets it. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny <laughs> that Toto is kind of fed up with that, too. Like, Ugh. He's like, he it's, didn't. He didn't push him wide. <laughs> but I was like, the truth, dude. Yeah. You can't lie. <laughs> it's in your face that even you disagree with oh, Lewis. Oh, he pushed me wide and just like the biggest, uh you He didn't. Get on the radio. Tell him he's he's blessed. Tell him, D- that, tell him that he's beautiful. Tell him that, that he's rising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. moving on. Um, oh, this is what I want to talk about, too. Let's talk about Chucky Clerk. Oof. You brought him up. I didn't even. I wasn't even aware of this. Right. You were texting me. Right. Yeah. Chol Chucks. Last year was a very different set of circumstances. Yeah. Ferrari came out of the gate swinging, and we called it. That was one of our biggest predictions for last year. Was that we were like, oh man, like Ferrari kind of sandbagged and like mm-hmm. intentionally wanted more wind tunnel time, yeah. place lower in the championships just to kind of get more of that. Right. Because Haas was on board with that strategy too. Exactly. Yeah. They kind of did the same thing. We knew that both of them were going to come out of the gates stronger than they did in those two previous years. Yeah. And they did. They came out and it was, last year's car was crazy fast. This year, I mean, so, okay, so last year, Charles Leclerc won in Australia. And in fact, Max Verstappen, this is the first time winning in Australia. Mm -hmm. And it's the first Red Bull win in Australia since I think like 2011 or something. Wow. So it was a very long gap with yeah. them not winning this race. So last year, Charles won the race. And Charles was, I think, let's, let's look, 2022 uh, Charles Leclerc. 
He was uh, points after Australia. He was probably first, just crushing it. He was first in the points because he he was first going all the way into Miami. Yes, he was, and he I think he had like seventy six points. Let me look here, seventy one points into so, Australia. Uh, he after Australia. Okay, yeah, he was top of the world. Seventy one points. Max Verstappen had twenty five and was sixth in the points last year. Yeah, Chucky was on top of the world. He was cruising for that for his first he championship. Finally, finally, could see it. He could see it. He could taste it. He was like, Mattia, it's happening. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Fast forward to 2023. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. we know how 22 ended. Fast forward to now. And I'm just going to go to Formula One's website just so that way I have absolutely w- accurate. W- dot the Formula One race cars dot, dot net dot formulas dot net backslash Chucky Leclerc backslash driver. What are hit. the points that he has right now? Semicolon run program. Sexiest Monaco guy. Backslash. Oh, is he single? This is interesting. Uh, fun. Is there a big old title that says Chucky's single? Chucky is single. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keep that in your pocketbook, ladies and gents. Uh, Max, Max Verstappen this year is actually less than Chucky was last year. Uh huh. Okay. Max is at sixty nine points. Nice. Sergio's at fifty four, which is closer to the lead than mm-hmm. anyone was last year. But Charles Leclerc. A dismal 10th place in the points with mm. six points. Behind Nico. Behind Nico Hulkenberg, Hell who's yeah. at ninth. There you go. With six <laughs> points. That's the Haas boys. Oh my goodness gracious. The what power a year. Of the what a year will look like for a driver. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Carlos Sainz is fifth with 20 points. Not bad. Last year, Carlos Sainz was 33 points in third place. Okay. And so we've definitely seen a reshuffle of the order, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone anticipated Ferrari to suck quite this bad after three races. Are they that bad, or are all the other teams um, just catching up? I and think they're not improving is. with it. I think that the convergence of the midfield is is crazy, insane. They are just microseconds behind each other, right? Microseconds, micros. I don't know what those are measured in. Is it millis? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tenses? Oh, yeah. Hundredths? Yeah, if you, thousands? If, you, if you knew how to keep time, you would know. Okay, well, good. <laughs> I should look. So it's not looking too good for Chucky Lake Clerk. And I would say that, you know, McLaren is definitely the the biggest disappointment showing up this year, but they're not. Ferrari's the biggest disappointment no, showing a, up this year. No, it's an interesting opinion, yeah, for sure, because- McLaren started it last year just as bad as they did this year. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're sailing. <laughs> they're, just, they're just going through the motions again. Just doing McLaren Ferrari, things. they're just moving backwards again. Yeah. And it would stink, it'd stink if they went through like a whole nother, how, many, how long has it been since Kimi won? 2007. Whoa, more than a decade. Yes. Of just not winning. Yeah, That's so it's too been bad. 16 years that for Ferrari. too bad. So 15 years for Felipe Massa- <laughs> which is still too soon. But that's the that's the truth. Felipe Massa would be Ferrari's last Formula One champion if that championship had been given to him. <laughs> Sorry, Felipe. So, I mean, but we all want to support the Iceman, so I don't think yeah. this lawsuit's going to go through. All right. Uh, moving on to another little update. Yeah. Some hot garbage that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> Some hot trash. <laughs> what the hell? Hot take? <laughs> hot take. No, I just want to talk about hot trash. Dude. Hot trash is essentially the Big Ferrari old. as well. <laughs> Moving from hot trash to hot rubbish. Yes. We're going back to the Aston Martins. To the Martins with ass. You brought up another good point. Mike is just texting. 
the Haas boys thread all the time with points. Uh, that's just my brain. Never and stopped. me and the boys are just like, ha ha, thumbs up. <laughs> we understand what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, we understood this point. Um, I'll just overview real quick. We can dive into it. That Alonzo is crushing it at Aston Martin. Holy cow. Absolutely destroying just it. Just so good. If you have the points right there, I think, oh, yeah, you have the points. I do. I do. He's like 40-something? He's got 45 points in third. 45 points in third place. Great news for Aston Martin. Huge. They are second place. Second like, place in the in the constructor championship. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and Lance is 20 points. Right. And at what point are we going to say like, Lance, you need to step up. If you have the second best car on the grid, as Alonzo is proving, right? you need to step up. You, you need to deliver. Your wrist isn't broken still kind it, of a thing. Yeah. Like when, when, does the, when does the heel date stop playing into the excuse Exactly. Card? Well, and today, one of my favorite things about this is that we started talking about this today. And then Formula One makes a post. <laughs> and in that post, it's a picture of Alonzo and Lance side by side. And it yeah. says, which Aston, Aston Martin driver scores more? First of all, <laughs> what is what's the scores? Define scores. Yeah, is it in the actual picture? Because I know which number's higher. <laughs> or, or is at the end of the season, who do you think's a better driver, Alonzo or Lance? Or, or with young ladies that might want to enjoy... Uh, I'm you know. still going to go with Alonzo. <laughs> I'm still going with Alonzo. <laughs> Who scores more? <laughs> Alonzo's married? No. Oh, no. I didn't think he would be. No, definitely not. That Spaniard dude? Yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, you think you He's... think you think that I want a parachute? You think I want a parachute? Nothing slow me down. Those memes are, are famous of him just like with girls. That's what I'm saying. So who scores more? Define scores. Yeah, exactly. Because... I mean, so far this year, Alonzo has 45. <laughs> We don't know if that's points or other things. <laughs> but I actually don't think that I live in a world where there is any answer other than Alonzo scores more in every definition yeah. than Stroll in the same picture. <laughs> it's a great post. It's a great post, but I, I sent it to you guys and I just said, this is just mean. I just, we should put up a picture of, of like people compared to Gunter who scores more. <laughs> We'll do a story and you can vote. <laughs> we'll do him versus the team principals. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really it's a tough one, one with Toto. I, yeah, that one might be tricky. It's a tough one with Otmar. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what that slanket. There's a reason he's a slanket man. Yeah. I mean, a, a question I immediately came into my brain when talking about Lance having to step up his game is would Lawrence fire Lance? I mean, it's such a good question. It like really is a good question. How bad does Lance need to be? Because right now he's right. not ultra bad. Well, and we've talked about how he's not the worst of the billionaire boys. No, he's club. a decent driver. He's a decent driver. But what we're dealing with here is being teammates with an animal, like somebody who's a former world champion, <laughs> freaking <and can> sex panther, <laughs> just the scoring Spaniard as your teammate, <laughs> who just cannot be stopped. Yeah. And so, I mean, it is a brutal comparison. I mean, I think in a lot of cases, Sebastian, they were driving a car that was difficult last year. And it's hard to kind of say like, oh, one teammate's better than another in a struggling car situation. 
one of the reasons why I think that like we all kind of didn't take well to McLaren's response to Daniel. Right. It's like you guys aren't winning races, so why are you so that critical? That car of Daniel? is in a different spot on the grid every week. Right. Yeah, who's to blame? We don't know. So like, where's what, the blame? I don't know. It's a very interesting conversation. With Alonso putting that in second or third or on the podium every week or every race so far. Yeah. It's like, okay, we know where the car's at. We do know that it is the second fastest car. Yeah. And so with that said, that means that there is a very high expectation for seat number two. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that this becomes an interesting topic is that drivers like Daniel Ricciardo are available. Yeah. Drivers who have their contracts up at the end of the year are Lewis Hamilton, Mm. George Russell, Joe Guan Yu, Yuki Tsunoda, Alex Albon, Logan Sargent, Kevin Magnuson, which we recently discovered. Oh, yeah, because we didn't know. We did not know. He, his contract is up at the end of the year. But, you know, I just listed eight drivers yeah. who all have the opportunity, not including Daniel, which is nine, I guess, or yeah. somewhere in there, it, that all have a shot at being able to say, well, second best car on the grid just has baby boy. How much is it going to cost you to have baby boy yeah. not getting the constructor championship? Yeah, exactly. He should be helping out right. a little bit more. And it's like, we right now, again, it's like the broken wrist might still be sore enough yeah. to gain a little bit of flexibility here. Yeah. No pun intended. But like, do we, at what point does that stop being an excuse? Yeah. And when do we start expect Lance to deliver podiums? We have, th- we have this long break in between the, this last race and Baku. Right. So there should be a lot of healing time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it'll be another good race to see and tell. Definitely. And I also love Baku, so we'll have to, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, we have days. We have, we have weeks to talk mm, about Baku. Yeah. But We're going to do two full episodes about <laughs> Baku. <laughs> We're going to start the first episode about the square streets. We're just going to talk about the city. We're going to talk about the history of the city. What it's like. We're not going to say one thing about a car. It's just, it's just got brick roads <laughs> in some places. Cool. Just gorgeous. It's so cool. All right, uh, next little update. Yeah. Does Max, now this is turning into like a hard-hitting journalist. Yeah, now we're turning into PBS. (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell Parker. This is behind the driver. (laughs) Um, Does Max Mm. uh, find himself being threatened by Checo Mm. seriously this year? So, like, is Checo realistically going to bring the fight to Max? I mean, I think that we... He was going back to. and forth. He's not out of the fight yet. Right. It could be just all he would need is another crazy race where Max gets put just in the midfield and he's at the front. And right. then they're back to being tied. You know what's so crazy about this is that there is a rumor, and I don't know how real it is, that Sergio Perez tweeted after winning in Saudi Arabia that he wanted to win the championship. He thanked mm. the team. He did, yeah. every, did his normal thing. Yeah. But at the end of it, he said, and I want to win this championship. Yeah. The tweet was deleted. Yep. And then reposted without the I want to win the championship line. Ooh. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, in part Joss for Stampin saw that. <laughs> for Stampin. <laughs> for Stompy. And was he just stomping his toes. Max Verstappen's dad was so mad when he read Checo's tweets. He's like, how dare you? He doesn't even follow Checo. Someone had to show Someone him. Texted Someone texted him. Someone ran up to him and showed him it. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, honestly, what's so absurd about this, and Parker loved this, and this, the, I'm, you know, when he, when he finally gets in touch with us, I'm sure he's going to have a comment on this. Yeah. But 
the fact that Max just undoubtedly believes yeah. that he's the only one allowed to win the championship. Yeah. He's the only person alive allowed to drive as fast as he can. Yeah. No one else is permitted. This kind of stinks of that in a huge way. It does. It doesn't get better. No. And so Checo has to do it. He has to. He, he, he for, has to win it. Like, he has to take the fight to Max. It's it's no question. This is just, it just becomes another, like, Mighty Ducks movie. It like, does. Like, you have Within to do the team. it. He yeah. has to do it. The Batman has to rise up. He does. The Dark Knight needs to rise. And he needs to die a hero or live long enough to see himself become a villain. Which is what every champion does. <laughs> <laughs> Max has become such a villain. He's such a villain. <laughs> Should have just pulled the Nico card and just retired immediately. <laughs> Which only made Nico Rosberg more annoying. Yeah, he, he's not a villain. He's not a villain. He's, he's just, just really a, annoying. He's just a super annoying commentator <laughs> he really now. He is. Like, hey, Nico, stop talking. We like, liked you before this. Can someone get him a stylist? <laughs> Did you just get off a yacht? He just, why do you look like such a tool? <laughs> And then every time he comes over the radio, he's like, oh, I, it looks like somebody could take the fight to Lewis. <laughs> looks like someone can finally do it. <laughs> hey, Nico, um, the Mercedes isn't very fast this year. <laughs> well, it still looks like George is faster than Lewis. He hasn't had a teammate give him that kind of trouble since I quit. He's the only, it's the only thing he can see. That's the only thing. He's only, Anything every to point comment the, he has is at Lewis. Is to point the focus back to like, he once was the greatest. <laughs> he beat Lewis yeah. in the championship. It's unbelievable. But you, I, I think to point it back to Max and Checo, yeah. Checo has. He has to. For, he has to do it. For the fans. For the fans, but for also for good. himself. He, otherwise he becomes Valtteri Bottas, which is yeah. this depressed yeah. second seat yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, for real, I know that in the Haas boys circle here, mm-hmm. we're cheering for Checo to take the fight to Max. Yeah, he's got to do it, and it would be just exciting to watch. It would be. You got to. You can't deny that. I would love for Max a and season, Checo to crash. A season Let's of make just this happen. Max already winning is a boring season. Totally. If Checo doesn't take Max out in Baku, then we know the season's over. And if you're mad that we're cheering against Max, just think of it as whose dad do you want? To be happy at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Do you want Yoss Verstappen to be happy? Or Jekko's dad, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, we know We know that. Yeah, exactly. He's happy. He's so much happier. Yeah, he's a good guy. And then last of all, we wanted to give a quick Haas update. Yo, 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 the Haas boys. We did talk about how amazing Nico did. Yes. What are we at in terms of points for the Constructors? So Constructors Championship, Haas is... Listed as seventh right now with seven points ahead of Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, and Williams. Good. Yeah, which is great. I mean, and Alpine is only one point ahead of us right now because Alpine awesome. was going to get a double points finish in Australia until they wiped until each other they out. Wiped out. <laughs> well, we only had one driver wipe out, so stuff it. Got him. <laughs> um, That's all it takes to be better than Alpine. Right. Just have one driver finish. One driver finish and we're killing <laughs> now it. You know, you know the bar. Right. That the Haas has to jump over. <laughs> Simple. It's pretty easy. And then McLaren is uh, in fifth with 12 points, but that was just because of the, the, yeah, the Australian be. GP. It was just the anomaly. Yeah, exactly. And then the points start to world. really get big from there. Yeah, we won't worry about that. Yeah, because yeah, at that point, it's they're out of our territory. So, But um, what's been your impression so far on Haas this year? I think that given the current way that we're looking at things, I do think that we're competing with Alpine yeah. for fifth. Cool. 
Right now, McLaren is in that spot. They're not going to stay there. Haas and Alpine look like they're on a pretty equal playing field. I feel like Alpine's getting a lot of credit right now for how fast their car is. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just because Kevin and Nico have been a little inconsistent on where they qualify. But I think once they get that dialed, which it'll happen, we'll be just as competitive as the Alpine is. Yeah. Well, one huge advantage we have is just our drivers are amazing. They're tier A, grade A, some of the this best. This is a year to take advantage of those rookie drivers. For sure. And there's a ton. AlphaTauri has a rookie. A Williams has a rookie. Alfa Romeo has a uh, second year Joe Guanyu. Yeah. And so it's like that stuff. And, and McLaren has Oscar Piastri. Yeah. So, I mean, constructors. And, you, and I feel like Yuki comes apart at the seams. <laughs> you poke at him and it's great. I mean, do you know what's interesting though? Even just as a side note, Kevin Magnuson gave credit to Yuki saying that when they were racing each other in Saudi Arabia because they had mm-hmm. that last lap pass. Yeah. He was saying, man, he's like, Yuki's, Yuki's learned a thing or two. It took him a while to he's pass like, it, Yuki. It, he was making it really difficult to pass. Yeah. And apparently, Tom Clarkson interviewed Yuki and asked him, he said, well, how come Kevin Magnuson said that you were really difficult to pass? What have you been, done, what have you been doing and what did you do differently yeah, what than saying? previous years? And he said, oh, well, I, I remember the race where Fernando Alonso was able to keep Lewis Hamilton behind so Ocon could win. For so long, yeah. And he said, I spent days watching that race mm. on boards, figuring out what Alonso was doing that made it so hard for what Lewis cool Hamilton guy. to pass. I love that. I love that research. And it was all about racing line and positioning and making sure that there was less aerodynamic advantage through certain corners and by blocking where you want Whoa. that wind to come from. What if Yugi Tsunoda so turns wild. into the future Alonzo? He might. <laughs> I'm like, the fact that he actually he studied a computer. it was, Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is when you think about like other sports, you watch the other team, yeah. their tapes like religiously. Yeah. But in Formula One, for some reason, that doesn't seem like it's talked about at all. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. Right. And so I'm like, yeah. kudos to Yuki. I feel like they're all so stuck up and they're in their head. Wow. I'm the greatest driver ever. Yeah. That like maybe some humility with Yuki is like a powerful tool. Yeah, I hope I hope that keeps working for him. Yeah, it would be really cool. I would love to see him at the top. Me too. Honestly, I think he's a great driver. He's, he's a got, funny guy. No, I love that he loses his mind yeah, too. It makes him so much more human. <laughs> Okay, shifting gears. Ooh, we do we do have some listener questions. Yo, we're gonna start off with one um, that is kind of technical. Yep, you, you'll be able to field this really well for us, Mike. It's a good thing I got the Goo Goo machine in front of me, just in case. Yeah, I don't think you'll need it. Um, yeah, okay. off the top of your head, I think you'll be able to like figure this out. Wield it. Second one is probably one of the toughest questions we've had on the podcast. Oh dear, I have been fretting it. I do not want to. But we, we have to answer it. the we questions. We, we answer you every question. You send us the questions. We got to answer it. We got to answer them. So first one comes in from Sam, our uh, diehard <laughs> listener. Diehard listener. <laughs> Never seen a race. <laughs> okay. So from Sam. Yes, this is my first question of this new season. Pretty oh. exciting stuff. There you go. I really hope to watch a race someday. <laughs> <laughs> this is related to just the history of the cars themselves or the engineering. I feel like I've heard a few times on the podcast the words, that car was awesome. It was fast and well-built. Okay. And usually it's about a team that doesn't have a car that's well-built right now, and there's all these issues. Okay. So I'm wondering, why is there so much change? I know you have to progress and keep up with the new tech, 
But if you had a really, really fast car and it worked really well, and the driver and the car just matched perfectly, why not just keep that going? I think Mercedes, that kind of was at the top of their game, and then they unveiled the new car and they did that paint test and it was just terrible this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why did they change it up so much? Why not just keep the car that Lewis was winning with? Was it over the budget? Good questions. Good questions for sure. So in the formula of what Formula One is, mm-hmm. is the rule structure of how a car can be built, what it can look like, and what kind of characteristics it can have and can't have. And with the previous regulations or the previous formula, mm-hmm. the car was different. The floor had to be flat. So it could have a bunch of little winglets on the side. I think maybe Sam is yeah. is missing out on one thing, but I kind of get his question because one thing happened, not last year, the year before, whatever, like the new regulations hit. Right. So they had all these new rules for the formula on how a car should be built. Right. So everyone had to follow those and come up with a whole new car. Right. Whereas the the era before was eight years-ish. Right. And it was the same formula. It And it, it always evolves. Okay. But you're So correct. within that era of a formula it was, where they have these regulations that they've set out, I think that's what Sam's talking about. Why not keep it the same from year to year? So the formula evolves mm-hmm. to try and bring, to essentially try to slow down the leading car, whatever is leading, and try to catch the rest of the, the field up because it essentially resets somewhat of the regulation each year to have new aerodynamic law Mm. saying like, oh, this year you can have a, you have to have a spine and it's a big tall fin that runs all the way down the back of the car. Even when it's not a big regulation change, there's little minor things. Little adjustments each year. So the, the bosses, the FIA will say something needs to change and this is it this year. Right. And Mm. it's who gets that the most right is going to usually be the ones who are dominating the championship that year. Oh, and like, and yeah, okay, it makes sense. And they're trying to bring like Max right now back to like the main car so there can be more competition. Right. Last year, Red Bull was leading, Ferrari was leading, and they said, okay, next year we're going to raise the floor mm-hmm. a few centimeters, millimeters, whatever it was, mm-hmm. to try to slow Red Bull down a little bit, but also it ended porpoising. There was a lot of reasons for it, mm-hmm. but they evolved the regulation so that way it would better suit the rest of the field and also kind of level it out again because now Red Bull has to go back into the wind tunnel mm-hmm. and they have to figure out a way to make that new floor that's a little bit higher as effective as their previous year floor was. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that, again, it plays into cost cap, it plays into a lot of things, but it's, you know, it, it, it makes it so every team is constantly striving for the fastest version of a car mm-hmm. within those rules. Do you think when Mercedes was dominating, because they won every constructor Every constructor championship. For that turbo hybrid era. Right. So do you think they were basically keeping that car the same? No. And it evolved. Like we can, we can post pictures on our Instagram to even show side by side from the first year mm-hmm. all the way to the final year mm-hmm. how different that Mercedes looks. And it, it's, it's a huge change. Interesting. I also would imagine that teams on their own are reaching out to try different things because they just want to be innovative. And right. they want to stay ahead of the competition. Well, and that's always the risk of a of an upgrade, which we'll put mm. in air quotes. 
when a team says they're going to bring an upgrade to a track on a certain weekend and they're like, we think this is going to, it's going to mm. rule. It could slow them down a couple of tenths. Right. It's like not everything that they put on the car works in the real world the way that they think it will because mm. of the wind tunnel. And so there's some really big risk when they put something on the car. Okay. So I, for just a few seconds more for this question. Yeah. So within the year, we have these rules just this year. Just this year. Do you think Red Bull is going to be trying upgrades at all? Oh, yeah. And they will. I think they so said that's that a they're going to introduce a new one. I think Sam one. would want to ask too is like, yeah. why take the risk? Right. Because right now, they are probably minutes ahead of everyone if they want it to be. Why right. take the risk? Well, at this stage, Red Bull knows that everyone's going to progressively catch them, hmm. at least for the teams that have really talented individuals that don't make mistakes that set them back. Right. I would say the teams that we can expect some issues from are kind of like your your Williams and, and even us at Haas. It's mm-hmm. potential to put something on the car that doesn't make it faster. Mm-hmm. But it's not very likely at Mercedes, Aston Martin, or Ferrari that you're going to pay for anything that doesn't make it quicker. Mm. But given that that's the case, Red Bull is bringing an upgrade to Baku. I believe that they're claiming will make the car two-tenths faster than it already is. They already have them. I know, which is insane. (laughs) It's insane. So that is kind of what we have to anticipate. Each team, it doesn't matter how far you are in the lead. You kind of have to have that Ayrton Are they all just insane too? They are. They are absolutely (laughs) insane. It's part of what makes this It's probably why we like it. Attractive it is. And we want them to be faster. Yeah, exactly. I mean- That was a good answer. And and just as the, the closing statement, in 1988, Ayrton Senna was racing at the Monaco Grand Prix. He was 55 seconds ahead of his teammate, <laughs> Alain Prost. Okay. They both are driving the, uh, a McLaren, wow. the MP44. And that's a big gap. A full minute ahead of your teammate is absurd. Yeah. And coming around one of the, the there's the, uh, before you come into the tunnel, there's that final right-hander, and then there's a guardrail. And Senna was pushing it hard, and he, he crashed. With a 55-second lead, Oh, okay. Senna hit the barrier and right. wrecked himself out of the race. Jeez. To use this as a metaphor, yeah. no lead is comfortable. Fetch these You guys. have to be as far ahead <laughs> as you can possibly be. And Senna proved it beautifully. By smashing himself into the wall with a minute lead over his teammate. Wow. So never expect anything other than utter perfection from every team if wow. they can get it. That's, a, that's a, a great way to end that question. Holy cow. And this question comes in from an old friend of mine. Oh, nice. Um, she, I don't know if she still does. I think I got an update. She's moving back. But she lived in Austria. Oh, cool. For a while. Really cool. Really cool. And she um, was telling all her friends about the podcast in Austria. So I think we have a small little listener base in Austria. Oh, well, hello. Yeah, so uh, shout, out, shout out to all the Austrians. <laughs> shout out to the Austrian fans. Thank you for listening. Yeah. V. Gates. I don't know what that means. I think it's how are you. Oh, cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah, we'll go I took that. I took uh, seventh grade German. Really? Yeah, and I never took another language class ever, so uh, German is my second language. <laughs> okay. Shout out to all the Austrians. Oh, I think I amazing. also know the Erste Strasse links. What does that mean? Something about I sausage? hope it's something like the second street on the left. <laughs> <laughs> or the third street on the left. Nice. Yeah, if you're Austrian, yeah. please tell me if that's correct. Clue in. So this is from Elise, and she's been a, a, a longtime fan of ours, and she says, I have a question for the Haas boys. Yeah. 
I didn't know where to email. Now that so she sent it on Instagram. Oh, okay. You can send in questions to us anywhere. Wherever they get to us. And this is where it gets hard. <laughs> now that Max has won two world championships and that we see he is just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you choose to win the world championship if it was again between him and Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> also. If, Oof. So we'll start with that, because then the next one's a good question. Oof, this is a really hard You're question. You're asking Mike and I to pick between Max and Lewis. This That's the question. A, it's like, is, this might be the hardest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't know if I can answer it. <laughs> Gosh. I like that the reasoning... That Elise gives is like now that he's won two, like that's yeah, enough for Max. That's enough. It's like, it can be done now. <laughs> so the option is: Does Lewis need an eighth? <laughs> this is some really good logic, and because I like it a lot. The thought process is: Does Lewis then become the most winning driver championship-wise of all time? Oh, that's a. Does he now beat Michael Schumacher, or do we give Max a third? Oh gosh. <laughs> If, you, if just just hearing Max getting a third, I don't know. The, you if, if for those who watch this on YouTube, you'll see the pain that was in my face, and it's it's real. It was real for both of those, but yeah. for some reason, seeing Max's third just hurt a little. I mean, if Felipe got his championship, <laughs> I would be fine with Lewis getting a seven because I've lived with Lewis being a seven-time champion. I think that something about Lewis remaining as ridiculously successful as he has been uh-huh. doesn't bother me passing the baton and someone continuing his dominance like in his stead for some reason reason almost bothers me more does that make sense no 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 like, who's passing the baton to who no if lewis passes to max and says here you now win every championship yeah. from here on uh-huh. i'm like no screw that yeah. I'd almost rather Lewis win another championship and then it stop yeah. being Max as well. Now, that is the strongest argument for this. That it's, is, yeah. I would want the kibosh to be on both of them at that <laughs> point, though. I'm like, no more. We, no more for either of you. We haven't made it a secret that we're not big Lewis fans. Elise knows that. She's listened to a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why she's choosing to ask this question. Yeah. But it's putting us to pain. Yeah. And I... <laughs> And it wasn't until like this season right. that I realized that Max is just the worst. It's one of those things where it's like we didn't we weren't Max fans. We were just anyone but anyone Lewis. But Lewis fans. We said that on the podcast. Right. Yeah, anyone but Lewis. Just because it made the championship so much more fun. But now that Lewis has a good fighter, mm-hmm. I'm like, go ahead and win it, Lewis. But I yeah. just want a real good championship again. Yeah. I mean it 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 would I will be I'll honestly say we've talked about how Lewis is a, a good winner. And a good loser. He's a gracious. He's a he's a very gentlemanly guy. He really yeah. is. Yeah. And and now that he's getting on podiums again, it's really exciting to watch him because he's actually excited again. Right. Before it was very routine. Right. And it might be satisfying to see. Not satisfying. In a way, though, it would be enjoyable to watch him be so excited to win another championship. And I think that the the claw back to the top. Yeah. Would be something that would be worth watching. Yes. As opposed to the claw to the top to be kicked in the face by a Red Bull. Yes. At this stage. Yeah. Because we're clearly seeing some serious dominance. So I think that I would vote Lewis because of where he is right now. That's what I would have to say. Inverted world, which was 2021. Yeah. We voted Max. Yeah. But now that the world has turned on its head, uh-huh. I think I think I vote Lewis. Yeah, I'd like to see him win again. I was um, kind of, way. I did kind of feel bad for Lewis because didn't in Australia none of the Mercedes team like 
it was at the park Ferme to congratulate lewis oh geez did you see that no did that really happen no really he got on the podium right he got second yeah and it was after the race the person's like how are you feeling like and he's like where's my team yeah and he's like he's like sitting there with like he's like yeah uh, and he's like well I, she's like what do you think this means for the team she's like he's like i don't know they're not here <laughs> clearly nothing <laughs> I kind of was like, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Because it's like, these wins mean something right oh, now. Gosh, they, they shouldn't do. have showed up and like do any other, like 2019 or 20, whenever they were just like. Right. That should have been the time that they race. were like still trying to get the lug nut off of Valtteri's car. Exactly. Like exactly. when Lewis is winning, it's like, who cares? Let's just figure out how this thing's still on here. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So Elise, we all, we'll, she loves Lewis. Yeah, this is brutal. She, we'll say Lewis. Thanks for asking the worst question ever. But let it be known that the Haas boys <laughs> stick to the rules of questions. Yes, and we have a heart. I have a firm believer of the would you rather questions. You yes. pick one of them. Yeah. You don't do the whole thing. It was like, would you rather eat chicken or beef? It's like, mm, I'd eat pork. I'd eat chicken beef. I'd eat, I'd eat none of them. It's like, that's not a choice it's Not in one this of the question. Two. <laughs> and here we just picked between the two evils. Exactly. Which means that you need to ask questions more. Would you rather not have an arm or a leg? It's like, well, yeah. I'll pick a Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Amazing. Also, if every driver was in a Red Bull car, oh, who do you think the top three people would be? So we're now everything equal. Who are the best drivers? I like this question. It's a good question. Very, very much. Nico Hulkenberg would be fastest. He's a good driver. Man. I really do think he would be up there for yeah. sure. But there's there's some really good there's some really interest intriguing ideas here. Well, we all want to hear what you think. Yeah, easy, Lance, uh, Pat Award. <laughs> Who the hell drives for McLaren? <laughs> Get out of here, Oscar, 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 and Nick DeVries. <laughs> I'm gonna need to gather myself. Um, seriously, <sighs> I don't know a lot about Formula One, but I think um, Fernando Alonso easily. Would be in the top should three. be at the top three because yeah. he is fierce and smart. Um, I think Lewis is just a really good driver. Yeah, and he's cunning. He knows how to play the mind game. And who is that third driver? Um, who else is on the grid? Oh, we have Carlos <sighs> and we have Charles Leclerc. They're good drivers. Carlos is surprisingly good. He is. I don't think surprisingly. I just think people are putting him under Charles. Right. And I was like, I don't see evidence of that. No. He's good. I mean, and Charles is a choke artist, unfortunately. I feel no. like he has a real bad yeah. habit of putting it in the yeah. putting it in the gravel. I mean, now I'm tainted because you said Nico Holkenberg. I feel like that's not a bad not a bad read. Not a bad pick. But if I was to not pick Nico Holkenberg, I would say, um I like don't want to throw you a bone here, but <laughs> Oh, like what yeah, Pierre Gas? I mean, Daniel Ricardo. I mean, he's not on the grid this year. That's why I'm not saying him. (laughs) (laughs) But he belongs to a team of somebody who is really good as much as it pains me. Oh, Checo or Max? Yeah. (laughs) Max would probably be up there. He is good. I think think that one of the things that we're seeing with the new rule package is that I actually do think that right now, in in a crazy turn of events, Uh we're seeing three of the best drivers competing for the top three steps. Yeah. With Max, Fernando, and Lewis. Yeah. The cool down room might be super awkward with two Dude. guys who are just the seasoned vets yeah. and could just kind of like, yeah, new guy, you stand over there yeah, and give us more of those. Don't even <laughs> think about sitting in one of these chairs. <laughs> you are not welcome in this club. Yeah. But uh, Max is, is proven to be a very 
fierce and very good competitor. Yeah. And I think Fernando and Lewis are probably right there with him. And so I'd love to say that if it, I think what's almost more interesting is the fourth person. So I'm going to evolve that question okay, and say, who do you think is the fourth driver in that? Good drivers, um, Nico Hulkenberg, maybe Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. That's a good um, one. Pierre Gasly, does he have it? Carlos Sainz. Yeah. I really think Carlos Sainz could crush it. I honestly think that that is probably one of the most coveted spots in this sport right now. Is being, is being the fourth fastest driver because that, I mean, because I would say that Seb Vettel, Sebastian Vettel was probably in that top three mm-hmm. and was lingering near one, four or whatever. Yeah. And it's like now having re- removed another world champion from the grid, mm-hmm. the fourth place fastest driver is now the pretty much the hottest ticket mm. because Fernando's not leaving Aston. Lewis isn't leaving Mercedes. Max isn't leaving Red Bull. Yeah. So fourth tier, whoever comes in fourth is going to be Ferrari's number one. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. So this is a really critical time to really prove that you are the fourth fastest driver. So I think that this spot is really coveted, and I think it's probably between Charles and Carlos. So they mm. they probably do yeah. have the two fastest drivers that aren't on the other teams. Okay, cool. Super interesting question, though. Very good question. Thanks, yeah. Elise. Um, feel free to write us in any question, any listener. We and, appreciate it. We want to hear more. And we might evolve your questions. I mean, heck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like to go a little deeper. Yeah, exactly. That was great. <laughs> but we will always answer them truthfully. <laughs> totally. Um, thanks for listening to the Haas Boys this week. Yeah. Um, we will talk to you again next week. Submit your questions. Rate us. Oh, that's leave what us we a do. review. That's what we do. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, it's TikTok, like, how, how Twitter. In this episode, we do all those things. Please listen to us. <laughs> Please listen to us on Spotify. Please listen. Tell your friends. Yeah, Tell rate us, us about share your friends. us, email us, subscribe to us. We really appreciate you guys. And soon, we really will have some big updates, merch store, thing like that. Things like that are coming. They're in the works. Thanks, guys. Alonzo has 45. We don't know if that's points or other things. 